around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we're delighted to be with you and thankful that you're there. We are so grateful as well that the power of God and the Word of God always gives us something wonderful, fresh, and new uh, to be able to share with you and to encourage thoughts that are towards the Lord. (laughs) David said that, my thoughts are towards the Lord, so that we're not focused on the natural realm alone, but we have a supernatural intervention as well as interruption in all that we think and do by something so far superior (laughs) to anything any of us could come up with. Terry and I have had a busy schedule over the last five weeks, and we are so thankful to be home for today and tomorrow, and then we're off again. So hey, two days? Yeah, two whole days. Wow. We are home. <laughs> and uh, we're sitting here with a table covered with papers and our Bibles, and we are believing God that we will... Uh, you know, run, not only run our race, but finish our race and do what God's called us to do. And in the meantime, take care of business, ministry, and family, and many friends, and dear loved ones, and people around the world to help with the Word of God. Our prayers and our lives will influence them. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. Well, good to be home. We got in late last night after 34 days on the road. And uh, good ministry, good miracles, good yes. salvations, good God, good churches, good blessings. <laughs> and um, it was a great trip. But, man, it's good to be home, even though we're only going to be here, as you said, just two days and then and then off again. You know, I've got a grandson, Luke, that's uh, graduating from the Air Force uh, boot camp, basic training, uh, here this next week. And we'll be going to his uh, graduation. That's uh, right. In San Antonio, as well as uh, be ministering in... Uh, churches on both sides of that. Uh, we'll be, we'll right. be in Lake Charles, Louisiana with our dear friends Brian and Natalie Fitkin. That's this this Sunday, Sunday. This very yes, Sunday, yes. That's this Sunday. And uh, they're a great, uh, great friends and great partners. That's and their right. church partners with us in the missions. And then we'll go to Luke's graduation in San Antonio. And then we'll be back in Conroe, Texas with our dear friend Sue Lanza. And right. uh, Sue's also a great partner in her That's church. Right. Uh, she and her husband Tom. <laughs> Tom's in heaven now, but That's she and right. her husband Tom were such great friends for so long. And Sue and the girls still are in the family. And then the church has partnered with us. And, you know, with Luke, um, he told me about a year ago, he said, Papa, I'm uh, joining the Air Force. And I said, Well, that's great. And of course, I prayed with him and everything. And I said, Luke, let me give you one little word of advice here since you've joined and, and you're going to be going to basic training. I said, you know, the U.S. Air Force only has one place in the United States of America where they do basic training at, and that's San Antonio, Texas. (laughs) And I said, now, San Antonio is really, really hot, so make sure that you go in the wintertime, because in the wintertime, it still could be 90 degrees, but, you know, it wouldn't be the intense that it is, uh, the intense weather that it is in the summertime. He said, okay, Papa. And then when he told me, you know, just a few months back, he said, hey, they've told me to report in, in July. I said, now, what what part of don't go in the summertime did you not understand? He said, well, Papa, I told them, but they didn't care. So yeah, anyway, no, he's graduating next week, ask. and we're going to his his, uh, his graduation. God and, bless him. Uh, we're excited about that, proud of him for being in the military. No, God bless right. our military. We love our military. 
And of course, I'm a veteran myself, and I, I certainly believe in a strong uh, military, Amen. and we certainly have the best in the world. Right. And I'm I'm glad that my grandson's a part of that. No, that's wonderful. I, I as you were talking about that, and then you and I've talked about this so many times, just to, through the last several years. And I guess you know we uh, have to always focus on the fact that God did believe in a strong military. Oh yeah, He thought that it all up. through Israel. Uh, he talked about the armies of Israel, and he, he always encouraged them to put their trust in the Lord, and he had a battle plan for everything. You know, God, right. God is a battle-oriented warrior, the Lord of hosts, sure. the captain of our oh, salvation. He, you look He's through the, the captain of the host. When he stood there in Joshua chapter 10, uh, Joshua was being attacked by five enemy kings with their army, so Joshua's one army, <laughs> God's people, were being attacked by five enemy armies, and they were right. in this massive battle. And Joshua looked around and saw this soldier standing over there, this big soldier that he didn't recognize and didn't know who he was. It's in Joshua chapter 10. And so Joshua went over to him and said, Hey, who are you? Are you on our side? And, and uh, he, he said something like, Well, I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over. And I'm the captain of the Lord. I'm the, I'm the captain of the host of the armies of, of God. No, that's, so, uh, that's exactly right. So thank God for... Uh, you know, a lot of people call me a general, and, and, I've, and Brother Copeland's always called me a general, and Mark Barkley and some of my other friends have always called me a general in the faith, and I've always said, well, you know, if Jesus was just the captain of the host, then I'm not hardly a general. I'm just kind of a slick sleeve private. <laughs> no, that's right. It, it, you know, we all are uh, in the army of the Lord. When I was a child, we used to sing in children's church, the Lord knows the way through the wilderness, you know, and then he talked about, you know, the armies of God, of... of um, how God broke through armies, how God sure. uh, did supernatural sure. things. And even in Psalms, it says, Boy, you know. I thought who, you were going to say that little song we used to sing as kids, that I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. Yeah. I'm in the Lord's army. <laughs> yeah. And we had, you know, it was just that, uh, that wonderful uh, revelation of being renewed, your mind being renewed, that there was power behind what you did yeah. and that what we were doing in church. No, absolutely. And, and I, when you look, I, can, I can march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, I can fly over fly the, enemy. the enemy, I'm in the Lord's army. I love doing the motions to that song. You know, <laughs> well, just stand up and do them. <laughs> you know, sometimes in prayer, all through the years, I would just, I would sing simple little songs like that. I'm in the Lord's army, you know, sure. to, you know, and, and I can run through, you know, run through a troop. I can do all these things that God says. Sure, I sure, fly sure. over the enemy, you know, and it's all of those things that are so simplistic to our victory. Sometimes, I, as you were talking, I was looking, uh, you know, through the Psalms here, trying to find this one chapter. It says Psalm one thirty six. Repetitively through that whole chapter, it says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good; for His mercy and loving kindness endure forever." But then it talks about all the things that He did to Him who stretched out the earth, you know, with this, who made the great lights, uh, the sun to rule over, who smote Egypt with His firstborn, you know, yes, all the yes, things that yes. God did. And it says He brought Israel out from among them. I mean, it's all the things that God has no, done. Absolutely, the Bible is full of, of showing us. How that if we'll trust in him, he even told David, he said, now, he said, when you hear the rustle in the mulberry tree, mm -hmm. he said, go up on the other side. That's right. That's you know, right. God always has a plan to and help And you know, there you in that great fight. battle in Joshua 10, we were just talking about, Renee, we were talking about God, you know, believing in the army and having an army and all, armies all through the Bible. Um, in that in that great battle there with five enemy armies attacking God's one army, Israel's one army, right. uh, the, the angels got involved in that. And they started throwing hailstones from heaven 
and killing the enemy. They, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't kill Amazing. the good guys. They didn't kill yeah. the Israelites, God's people. But the Bible tells us there in Joshua 10 that more enemy died right. from the hailstones than died from the war. And isn't that amazing? Now, here they're out there in war with swords well, and spears and bows and arrows, and they're killing the enemy right and left. But then all of a sudden, uh, the angels get involved and start throwing fastballs and spitballs and well, uh, hitting the enemy in the head and killing them. And it says more died from the hailstones hail than they did from the battle. Isn't that amazing? Well, and it is amazing. And, of course, when Pharaoh tried to chase the children of Israel, <laughs> Uh, after they had crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, and then Pharaoh and his chariots and armies took off after them right when they got in the middle of the sea. Then God just clothed. Uh, it says that the angels came down and took the wheels off off of the chariots, oh, wow. uh, off of Pharaoh's chariots. Exactly. I mean, these angels are bad guys, man. I mean, they're big warriors. <laughs> they came down and took the wheels off of the chariots, and then God uh, allowed the Red Sea to close back up again and drown Pharaoh and his armies. My, 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 my. My goodness. It, you know, I just I'm glad God's about, on our side. Yeah, really, really, really. All the things that God did supernaturally, like with David and Goliath, he just used one little boy. Then when it came to the army, another time, you know, there in Second Chronicles, where he said the people just stood on the sidelines and said, the Lord is good and his mercy sure. endures forever. He said, you won't have to go down and fight, but you will have to show up, sure, you know, sure. and you'll need to say this. Other times he had Israel just break a, a, a pitcher and right, shout, right. you know. And other times he told David, go up on the other side and attack from this side right. or the other, you know. And then he told Moses, hold your rod up. Hold as long as you, as long as you hold your rod up, Israel will win. And if you start letting your hands down, uh, Israel will lose. So when he started right. getting tired and his arms started going down, a couple of guys named Aaron and her ran over there and held wow. his arms up. Well, but, and thank it, God. It reminds us, it, you know, it brings, I guess, to bear that verse, how important it is for us to realize that in every battle, that it is a small thing to the Lord, whether to win, win by, by many, many or, few. or by few. That's right. David won by himself against Goliath. Uh, God well, and used, then whenever Goliath died, then, of course, the armies of Israel took off after took the, off the bad after guys them. turned around and started running. Yeah. And uh, God's army chased them all the way back through a town called Gath, which I think is kind of funny is because that's where Goliath came from. Goliath was from Gath. <laughs> yeah, and they chased, them, they chased them all the way back yeah. through uh, through Gath. Well, it's a marvelous thing to realize that our God uh, fights for us. David said, though war rise up even against me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you can feel like there's a whole army yeah. just against yeah. you yeah. personally. Yeah. But God will get God's in always done, for you. God's always, it, it, it's always been little as much when God is in it. Exactly. You know, God can always win with a, with a small number. He's proved that throughout the no, Word of God. Right. Well, even in 1 Samuel uh, 14, uh, Jonathan and his armor bearer left the camp. Here the bad guys were up on a hill uh, and, and Saul and his armies over on the other side in the valley, and uh, nothing was happening. I mean, both armies were just stagnant. That's right. And so Jonathan just one day, Saul's son, said to his armor bearer, come on with me and let's see if God will work for us. And uh, they went up, and just the two of them climbed a hill on their yeah. hands and knees while the other yeah. army was, was watching them climb. I mean, they were ready for them. That's right. They had their weapons out, and they were ready. They told, they screamed down at uh, Jonathan down the down the mountainside and said, Come up here, and we'll show you a thing or two. Oh, that's and so Jonathan good. punched that's his armor bearer and said, Come on, God's delivered them into our hand. And they climbed, the Bible says, on their hands and knees. So they were not in a fighting position. They were right. in a vulnerable position. And when they got to the top of the hill... It says that uh, uh, Jonathan, 
knocked down the, the, the bad guys and uh, his armor bearer followed after him and killed him, just stuck him with the sword. I guess Jonathan knocked him down or either they were slain the spirit and the <laughs> armor bearer just followed right after him and just stuck him and uh, uh, killed the whole, it said it killed a whole garrison of men in an acre of land. I mean, that's a lot no. of territory, just two boys up there fighting against a whole garrison of, uh, of the bad guys and God no. won with, them, with just a, a few people. All the more reason, Terry, for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to keep their minds renewed, that not only do we have a robe of righteousness, a crown of righteousness, but we've got on armor. No, absolutely. You know, that we need to keep our minds renewed to how we can fight battles because God does expect us to show up. Oh, yes, he does. But then he'll add, you know, we can't sit over in the corner and, and languish in fear and dread, but we have to show up and do the work of God and then know that just like you and I have been sitting here talking to him, about that the you know the supernatural power oh, yeah. of god will show up on your behalf well that's how come we win and, and and how can we how can we win without it no that's god exactly always right. shows up in and is on our side whether it's daniel in the lines den facing a bunch of lines right, right and god just has those kitty cats lay down and be a pillow for daniel <laughs> uh, and of course the next day they weren't so docile when daniel no, got no, when no. daniel got out unharmed and then the king threw the bad guys in there those lines it says break them to pieces and ate them well, and torn or torn torn asunder uh but but god's always been able to win with a few but it's always been the supernatural. The church That's needs to right. be very careful, Renee, that they don't keep dismissing the supernatural. That's we for start, sure. uh, Paul said we're not mere men, but the church almost doesn't believe that anymore. The church begins to think, hey, we're just mere men. Right. We're just normal folks. We're just like our neighbors. We're just like the guy down the street. We're just like everybody else. No, 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 we're not. And right. uh, that's why some of the stupidity happens in our politics because the church is laying down and said, well, we're just, we're just like everybody else. So what? No, we're not. We're supposed to be the dominating factor. Uh, and we're supposed to rule and reign in life by one Christ Jesus, That's the right. Bible says. God gave us authority and dominion right. and said, let us have dominion, not just power or authority, but domin dominate the fowl of the air, the, the fish of the sea, the beast of the field, and over all the earth. I tell you, we, we need to understand that we're, we're, we're in it to win it. That's exactly right. I mean, there, there should not be an alternative alternative thought in our minds. No, no, we don't. We, you shouldn't see yourself like your neighbor. <laughs> no, You shouldn't right. see yourself like the guy down the street. You shouldn't see yourself like the newscaster. You should see yourself as conquerors more than. Exactly, exactly. And it would do you good to go and read Romans 8 again today and remind, remember that because it says that the carnal mind in that chapter, you know, is enmity it is, against is God. A, is an enemy of God. It is an enemy of God. And to think carnally and not think supernaturally and walk in the Spirit with the Lord. The whole purpose for walking in the Spirit and not in the carnal mind is so that you are um, warrior ready. No, that's right. Don't to you don't you be able to act in the supernatural? Don't you let yourself think that your kid going to school is just like every other kid in that school? No, 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 no. no, no, no. God no. Himself, heaven, and all the angels will protect that whole school just right. because of your child. You need to go down to that school and march around it seven times and shout. Exactly. And say, there's no terrorist coming here. There's no murderer coming here. There's no mass shooter coming here. There's no demon-possessed uh, person coming here. This my, this school is protected because my grandchild, because my child, because my baby's here, and I plead the blood of the covenant and the covenant of blood on this school, and there will be no uh, evil doings here. No plague come no, nigh their right. dwelling. That's and it's exactly because it's because of your child that that school's blessed. It's not that your child's just one of the bunch. No, 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 no. Your child's head and shoulders above everybody else, and heaven will move because of your child. 
Well, and we find that principle throughout the Word of God, Old and New Testament. Even an unbelieving husband or spouse can be sanctified sure. by a believing, by, by the believing wife, wife or husband. Yeah, yeah. And if God will do that in a home, just think what he said in Jeremiah. Just give me one from a city or two from a tribe. No, we, he we said, I'll bless you. We need to do uh, we need to be thinking constantly that we are supernatural. That's right. Supernatural. You know, Second Corinthians chapter four. God. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse eighteen, Paul made a powerful, powerful statement. He said, We don't look right. at things we can see. That's right. But we look at things we cannot see. Now that sounds to the world that sounds like double talk, but well, that's not so double talk. He's saying too. very specific things Again. to us. We do not look at the natural. We look at the supernatural. We don't look at the things we can see. Exactly. We look at the things that we can't see. We right. look into the eternal realm, into the supernatural realm. We look at the Word of God and see victory before it, before the battle ever happens. We don't look at things we can see. We look at things we cannot see. He went on to say, for the things that we can see right. are temporal. Are they temporary? Are they'll be passed away? They'll be gone. That's I mean, they're right. they're easy to do away with. He said, but the but the eternal, the things we can't see are eternal, and they'll last forever. See, when, when you're in faith, Renee, you don't say what you see. That's right. You say what you want to see. That, that's the very principle Jesus used when he went to Jairus' house. And they said to Jairus, hey, don't trouble the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus took Jairus to his house. He said, don't you get in fear. You believe with me. Don't you fear on me. You believe. They got there and Jesus said, uh, the, the, the relatives were there and they were crying. And the Bible says they were having a tumult. They were, they were upset, weeping, crying, wailing, yelling. And uh, Jesus made a statement of faith. He spoke faith into unbelief. That place was embalmed with unbelief. No, I mean, the, the place was dark, 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 dark. And he needed to lie it up and so he spoke he didn't say what he saw he said what he wanted to see and he made this statement he said why do you make this ado and weep the damsel's not dead but sleepeth well he knew she was dead but he knew that he was going to get her up and so he declared what he wanted to see not what he saw and it says that the people laughed him to scorn and so he just kicked him out of the house i mean even grandma and aunts and uncles he said get out and he kicked them all out wasn't even his house and then he went in and took the little girl by the hand and said, Talitha Kumi, which being interpreted as damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And she got up. So he didn't look at that thing he could see. He looked at what he couldn't see. He, he, he looked into the eternal. He looked into the spiritual. He looked into the supernatural right. and saw something in the supernatural. He didn't see what everybody else saw. If he'd have gone in there and just said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I see that she's dead, and I'm sorry, and that's too bad, and God bless your heart. He he, he would have been like everybody else. He would have been looking at what he could see. No, that's But he exactly didn't look at what right. he could see. He looked at what he couldn't see. Uh, Jonah did the same thing. Old Testament, Jonah's in the belly of the whale in the bottom of the ocean. A seaweed wrapped around his head. It's dark. It's cold. It's nasty. It stinks. He's out of the will of God. There's no it's way awful. out of this. He's absolutely going to die. And he makes this statement. He said, I refuse to accept this. He said, if I observe lying vanities, I will forsake my own mercy. In other words, he didn't look at the things he could see. If he had, if he had looked around that whale's belly, he couldn't have seen anything because it was dark. But it it stunk in there and it was dark in there. It was wet in there. It was cold in there. I don't know what else that whale had had to eat besides a prophet, but maybe squid and octopus (laughs) and eels sliming around all over uh, uh, and jellyfish and everything else sliming around over Jonah. Uh, and, and he's out of the will of God, but he didn't look at that. He looked at what he could not see. He looked to the eternal. He looked to the supernatural. And he told the Lord, he said, I'm paying what I vowed. Well, what did he vow? 
we didn't. The Bible didn't tell us what he vowed, but we all know what he vowed. He, he vowed the same thing you vowed and I vowed, and every other preacher mm-hmm. I know has vowed. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say, say what you what want you me want. to say. I'll preach what you want me to preach, That's and right. I'll do what you want me to do. Right. And what did God said? He had said, "Go to Nineveh and preach." So what was Jonah saying at the bottom of the uh, sea in the whale's belly with seaweed around his head? He was saying, "I'm going to Nineveh. Yeah. I'm going to Nineveh and preach." <laughs> I, I refuse to observe this. I refuse to observe yeah. this lying I vanity. Really it's that. a lie. Yeah. I, I, if I do that, I'll forsake my own mercy, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to Nineveh and preach. Wow. Not looking at the temporary, not looking at the natural, not looking at what you can see, but looking to the supernatural at what you can't see. No, that's right. The doctor's giving you a bad report, and you have the choice of looking at that. Mm. Or you have the choice of looking at the Word of God that says you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, that your healing is paid for in blood, that no plague comes nigh your dwelling, that none of the diseases of Egypt come upon you, that Jesus is your healer, that by his stripes you were healed, by his stripes you are healed, that God's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord's your healer, that lives on the inside of you. You, you, have the, you look at, at the supernatural or you look at the natural. Well, that's certainly the picture of faith. And uh, as believers in these last days, do we need any less miracles? Do we need any less supernatural? No, we need supernatural every day. We need more and more and more. Being the most dangerous, complicated society that's ever been on the face of the planet with the largest population that's ever been on the earth, certainly God wants a harvest. Of course. Certainly God wants the church to rise up in miracles and in preaching of the Word of God, this seems foolish to the no, world, that's right. but that we have to have not only the the verbal preaching, but then also the authority and the power to go in there and do some miracles no, to help exactly the world right. come to Jesus. You know, we were talking about uh, generals in the faith and fathers in the faith and things like that. We we just returned from uh, Mexico City, where Wayne Myers, my my mentor, my spiritual father my well he's just everything to me but he just turned 97 years old this week that's right and um 97 years old and still preaching and we just went down to his birthday and had uh, several meals at his house and then we had a big birthday party at the church at a church uh with almost 600 people there in attendance just honoring him people that that he has, I mean, people from all over Mexico That's and right. even from several other countries, right. uh, that he's creased their lives. He's ministered to them, touched them. And, and I was saying to him, I was saying, you know, Brother Wayne, uh, as you know, most, most nations in the world don't pay tithes. Most pastors in the world don't pay tithes. Most pastors in the world don't teach their people to tithe. They all look to America for their source. That's right. And uh, so all the countries I've been to in my 51 years of third world missionary evangelism, uh, I've had to teach people to tithe and teach pastors to tithe so they can get their economy going and get their finances going and get the supernatural going in, in their lives. And uh, and yet I looked around at that party that last Friday morning and I saw those 600 ministers and I thought, you know, he has... He has creased all these lives, taught them to pay tithe, taught them to give offerings, taught them to move in God's economy, on God's economic system, taught them living to give, and because of it, they're all prosperous. 
That's right. And they're all blessed. And yes, you go to you go to these other nations of the world or go places where they've not been taught to give, uh, and they just they they just look as beggars. They just look to America. Oh, somebody mm-hmm. please give me something. And yet here, these great pastors are are, are uh, independent and autonomous and standing on their own two feet right. because they've moved into God's economy and the supernatural, learning how to give and receive instead of living on the law of just buying and selling. You live by right. the law of giving and receiving. And uh, uh, well, anyway, I just was so blessed by looking around that it really room was a and seeing all those people that he's he's changed their lives, uh, and he's changed my life. I've known him right. since I was 18 years old. So for 51 years, I've known Brother Wayne. Just uh, the things that he's taught me that I've learned just by just by watching, just by uh, just just by looking at his life and and uh, and watching what he does. And I mean, it's just absolutely uh, tremendous, tremendous, and powerful uh, blessing to me. Well, it really is. I, the visual of all of that, if, if you've never seen that kind of ministers meeting in another, in a foreign country, mm-hmm. to see that many ministers that, uh, and then Brother Wayne, uh, also, we had time with him while he sat and told us of different pastors that are doing great things. Oh, absolutely. That are giving, and the miracle stories. And the miracle the stories. supernatural stories. He sat and told us one after another after another, and I'm, some of them I've heard 50 or 60 times, but I, I still like them every time. Well, and, and, the, and some of those ministers are, are giving in other countries themselves. They're not just looking to their own or, the, or Mexico, but they're looking. Uh, they're sowing seed in other countries no, themselves right. through that's Brother exactly Wayne. Right. And so there, there is great, great victory to be had for the church when people stand up and actually use their faith like Jonah did. Say, I'm not going to sit here, you know. No, I'm like, not just like going to sit here and die. Yeah, like the four beggars said, why sit we here till we die? Yeah, you know? let's get well, up and why do, do we, why do we look at lying vanities? He said, then I'll forsake my own mercy. Why would I not believe God when I have an opportunity here for God to do a miracle for no, me? that's true. And, that's and true. then draw people into the kingdom of God. So that's the work of the church. And, and I want to say again to you, you know, like Brother Wayne has been in Mexico City for seven 72 years ministering all over the country there in Mexico. We need strong leadership like that in we America. We have to have strong leadership. In every pulpit, every single pulpit, yes. there needs to be strong yeah, and it, it needs to be full of the Holy Ghost. All of these wonderful opportunities, it, it really is, <laughs> it's not just a pulpit, it's a bully pulpit yes, where you yes. get to lead people and influence people in any way you choose. And the best way that would please God would be to stand up and preach an uncompromising message of faith no, and, true, then, and then soften and prepare the people's hearts to believe for the supernatural power of God to manifest among them oh, and to do things through them on behalf of their families and friends. Supernatural, yes, that's right. And it has to be that. And we have to, we want to... Because we're not just mere men. We're no. not like everybody else. No. And, you know, like Paul said there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. People two, act like all the gods are equal. You know, they say, well, just choose whatever god yeah. you want to serve. And yeah, whatever no. deity, who is it? Oprah Winfrey says, just, just whatever deity you want to serve, it's okay. Well, yeah, except that you'll go to hell. Uh, and well, there's no power in those other yeah. deities. The Bible says about those other gods, it says, those other gods, they're no gods. They are no gods. <laughs> they are no yeah, gods. Psalm, Psalm it says with that, 115. It says they have eyes and can't see, ears and can't hear, throats and can't make a noise. They're That's no right. gods whatsoever. But see, our God is the real God. You better choose the right God <laughs> and uh, make sure that That's your right. God's the supernatural God, the God that doeth miracles, the Bible says. That's right. You want to pick the right God. I, I told our church for years, you've heard me say this, that 
And I said, if you're God shopping on my radio program, I'd say, if you're God shopping today, just be sure you pick the right God. There are a lot of them out there. But in picking the right God, we have uh, the opportunity to actually pick the Lord our God, Jehovah. And Before I, we go today, I want to say two things, and we're going to have to wrap this up. We, we've been on this long trip, this 34 days, and we've been doing some filming. Uh, a, a major ministry network has offered us the, the opportunity to be on their network uh, and to minister on their network and not charging us anything. And so they ask us to film some pilots, which we've done, uh, to submit to them. Uh, and so they're not charging us anything at all, but it is going to cost us about twenty-five dollars to $30,000 to start up. And we have received something like, what did you tell me last night, 9000 What did you tell me? Mm-hmm. Right at 9000 we've received of that. So we're just believing God. Uh, Renee's actually had her faith on just, you know, six people that would send $5,000. But, but however it comes, is no big deal. We just know it's coming. And so if you, God speaks to you to help us with that, just please do. Uh, but, but whether you can help finance or not, at least pray with us that we'll get this thing right. And we'll be able to minister to a lot of people. And then secondly, uh, we're in prayer about this hurricane and about the Bahamas, the horrible, horrible devastation that's happened in the Bahamas. And it's a hard thing to look at uh, America and some of these nations that are just more and more and more turning their back on God, turning their back on God, kicking God out of the schools, kicking God out of the government, kicking God out here. The Democrats just voted last week to, to accept uh, people that are not, it said anti-religious or non-church. They, they don't want church people and religious people in the Democratic Party. They just want non-church people. Uh, and we've kicked God out of everything. And it's, it's a hard deal to me that once you've kicked God out of stuff, then you scream and yell to try to get him to help you when you, when you need help or get mad at him because he doesn't help you whenever people get killed. Uh, America's got to turn back to God. And uh, so we've been running it off the coast of Florida and running it off the coast of the United States. But it has devastated the Bahamas, and we still... Uh, uh, it, it's not through yet. It's still alive and, and going. We're, caught, we're telling it to turn north and turn east and go out into the Atlantic and die. But my point is this, Renee, that those people are going to have to have help. And uh, at this very moment, I can tell you two great places for you to help. Uh, I, I recommend Franklin Graham and Samaritan Purse. That's an honorable, uh, proven, uh, clean ministry that will go in there and help. Uh, I know that Lakewood Church, uh, Joel Osteen's the pastor of Lakewood Church. His big brother is a medical doctor, Dr. Paul Osteen, who's a friend of ours. Uh, They're always first on the scene at uh, disasters. I know they'll use the money right. And then our dear friend in in Miami, Words of Life Church, Jerry Moore. Uh, Jerry is uh, 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 starting a, a disaster relief and taking uh, donations and taking in products and they've got they have they have personal people on the ground people they know in the Bahamas so Samaritan's Purse uh, Lakewood Church and then Words of Life in Miami are three three great places I don't recommend you give to our government I don't recommend you give to uh, our government NGOs like Red Cross and places like that that have been proven not to get money where it goes but if you give money through the church, it always gets to where it's supposed to go. That's you may right. want to give through your own church. That's fine. Uh, anyway, we can help. That's fine. But I do recommend those organizations. And we're going to be helping through uh, uh, those organizations uh, as well. Terry Mize Ministries is doing things. JMICF, Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, uh, Disaster Relief, Humanitarian Aid. Uh, but when you give through the church, it, it's going to get to where you want it to go. Uh, when you give through governments and other places, it gets kind of eaten up along the way or sometimes doesn't ever get to where it's supposed to go. So I wanted to make those two points. 
Well, that's good. And people need to, you know, we, we're responsible for what we do and uh, accountable in all of those areas before God to obey him and, and uh, take care of things when there are certainly disasters like this. So um, start off in prayer and then uh, put some feet to your prayer and do something on behalf of those that are there. No matter what uh, you do, do something. My father-in-law, Bill Dearman, always used to say, do something lest you do nothing. That's right. <laughs> and so uh, we, we uh, are going to have to go for today, but I, I just want to remind you again what Terry and I were talking about today. To wrap it up, we were talking about, you know, the army of God, the power of God, the supernatural power of God, Holy Ghost, uh, powerful leadership in the church. And that you and I have a job to do, and that is to help and to go to the world and be a blessing to those around us. Remember, uh, Terry and I, if you're in the Lake Charles area, will be there this Sunday morning at uh, Brian, Brian and uh, uh, the Fitkin family and be there with them and Natalie and all of those that are there in their church. And it's uh, just outside of Lake Charles, just a tiny, kind of out from the city a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just south of Lake Charles. And it's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. And uh, we'll put stuff up on Facebook for you. We thank you to all of you that communicate with us on Facebook and have commented about the video and things that we put up from time to time. And then all the good testimonies we hear about the podcast have just been wonderful. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you, your testimonies. Uh, we're getting a newsletter out today. And um, Terry's sitting here uh, looking through them all and signing and thanking God for the blessings of God and our partners and people that have stood with us in the month of August. And uh, we're going we're going to be busy till the end of the year. So, again, thank you, partners. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, people that are so faithful to partner with us. Pray for us give and share with us the blessing of the Lord financially to keep us on the road 34 days this and pray, past month. And pray that other partners will join you and join us because right. the more they join you and the more they join us, the easier the job is and the more we can do. No, that's right. Well, God bless you today. We love you dearly and we look forward to talking to you again next week. And remember that you are always more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.